0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: You know you hit the big leagues when you're a guest on his show. This is The, the Roy, Roy Green, Green Show. Wow. Last night a little dancer came dancing to my door, last night a little angel came pumping on the floor, she said, come baby, got a license for love.
0: And Together we night. will blaze a new trail, we will be the envy of the world, because as a people, as a province, our potential is limitless. Better get used to that voice, the new premier of the province of Ontario, Doug Ford. Doug Ford, the new premier of Ontario. If you'd said that a year ago, people would have taken your temperature and your blood pressure. Now there are other people who, well, their blood pressure is probably in uh, stratospheric, dangerous situations. Michelle Simpson is a former Liberal member of Parliament and seatmate to Justin Trudeau. At Michelle Simpson on Twitter, Linda Leatherdale, at L Leatherdale on uh, Twitter, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, and where'd Michelle go? Former money editor of the Toronto Sun and uh, vice president of Cambria, Canada. And Catherine Swift is the former CEO and president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, was described as one of Canada's most powerful women, in fact, the most powerful woman in Canada. (laughs) <laughs> and uh now working well michelle abandoned us i don't know what happened but she's gone are you there linda Catherine? i am here, Catherine's here. Yes. okay we will uh we will we will we will reconvene we'll get michelle back uh so we played you the voice of uh doug ford the uh, being sworn in, or not being sworn in, but what he said afterwards, the new premier of the province of Ontario. What is your visceral reaction and what are your expectations, Linda?
2: Well, obviously, I'm thrilled. Um, I think he resonates. He says a lot. He's promised a lot on the election trail. Um, I hope he will deliver, but I love what I am hearing bringing Ontario back. As we know, we've got a lot of exterior forces that could certainly impact Ontario, that being, as you know, the trade war, and I'm sure we'll talk about that later, Roy, but that would definitely devastate Ontario. But we were the best province in, in, in the land. We are now the worst. We are up to our eyeballs in debt. Um, and I truly do believe that he will try if he can, to turn this around, cut taxes, help out small businesses, the engine of our economy. get I don't know, the hydro thing is going to be a tough one, I'm going to tell you, but it has to be taken on. And it, getting rid of um, cap and trade, yes, yes, yes. So I'm loving what I'm hearing, and I'm loving this voice, Roy. I got to say that.
0: Uh, okay, I, I just lost what you said. The last few words you said just uh, disappeared out of my head, so I don't know what happened. Oh. Catherine, uh, so we have a a definite, I mean, a really significant swing philosophically in uh, government in the province of Ontario. And that speaks to how people were fed up with what they were getting from the left of the spectrum because the Liberal Party provincially was clearly left of center. Now, we have uh, an election coming up in Quebec in October, and the favorites there are the CAC. The, uh, the relatively new party that's headed by a former Party Quebecois minister, and Monsieur Cuillard's Liberal Party is probably toast, and the PQ, well, they're not going to do anything. Uh, we also have the upcoming election in Alberta, where it's widely expected, at least outside the province, most of us would expect Jason Kennedy to be the next Premier of Ontario. Are we seeing, or if, uh, Alberta, are we seeing a a, a real shift? In this country, uh, is it is it because of what's going on, or is it just is it just the right's turn?
3: Well, I think it's some of each. Actually, we we the pendulum does swing. If we look throughout history, you know, every government wears out their welcome, no matter what their political stripe. Um, but I also think we have seen a, a, really a lot of big government spending, a lot of promises made. Yes, we're taxing you more, but. You're going to be a winner, and, and I think your average person's going. Yeah, I, I sure noticed you taxing me more, but I don't feel like much of a winner. In fact, quite the contrary. So I, I I would like to think yes, some of it is just certainly in Ontario. They they were long overdue for change uh, in government, and, um, and now Alberta doesn't fit into that category though. The NDPs only had one term, and granted, they also pres-
0: that's usually takes. all it takes. Well,
3: it, yeah, with NDP, you're absolutely right. But they also presided over, you know, a time when they had plummeting oil prices for a while and so on. Mind you, oil prices have recovered, and Alberta has not, by and large. The, the, the money funneled into the public sector is it's just outrageous in Alberta, while the private sector goes mm-hmm. begging for, you know, for very low, low-wage jobs when these are people that used to make big bucks in the oil patch. I guess the swing that I'd like to see, and I, I, hope, I very much hope it'll happen, is a swing more to recognize the people that are actually producing wealth, producing prosperity, as opposed to those consuming it. You know, we look at public sector unions, who, by the way, got a massive blow in the U.S. Supreme Court in the last week, uh, where no longer can dues be forced to be paid if people don't want to pay them. Uh, and that was, that was a really big deal. Uh, but, you know, I, I think for the longest time we've seen governments bribe uh, things like public sector unions and other groups to then reelect them at the next uh, the next go round, and I'd like to think that maybe the rest of us, and the rest of us are the large majority. I, I'd like to think that we are wising up, and the productive part of the economy, i.e., the private sector, the small businesses, and so on, are going to be more recognized, mm-hmm. appreciated, and we'll get a few uh, crumbs thrown their way as opposed to it just going to the more you know, exploitative parts of the economy, okay. i.e. public sector. Well. Now, in
0: the in the first hour, we spoke with uh, Dan Kelly, who, of course, followed you as the president and CEO of the CFIB. And, and Dan was talking about the uh, the tariff situation between Canada and the United States. He, he feels that the Trudeau government has done reasonably well as far as that is concerned. And then we also spoke with Jason Clemens, the executive vice president of the Fraser Institute, who co-authored a piece called Competitiveness Should Be a Priority for Finance Ministers. And we talked about how Canada has become uncompetitive um, because of taxation, because of regulation, because of uh, deficits – and it's not, an attractive, it's not an attractive constituency for money to be invested. In 17 industrialized nations where they checked, Canada is second last as far as money being invested is concerned. And there's, there's reason for that. Michelle Simpson is back with us. Michelle, let me ask you to just pick up on that, if you will. Um, and I'll come back to the earlier question. I don't know where you went, but I'm glad you're back.
1: No, uh, I, got, I got cut off.
0: No. The <laughs> heck you say? Really? Yes. Well, there's going to be heck to pay for that. Um, what uh, what do you, what do you make of the the uh, argument that Canada has become uncompetitive because of the current administration and the raising and not only f- uh, federally but provincially? Um, Mr. Clemens told us I think it is seven. Is it seven provinces? I think it's seven provinces where income tax or tax, income tax is over fifty percent, um, and the other three are very close to fifty percent. What do you make of that? How much of a negative is that for Canada?
1: Oh, it's huge in terms of uh, you know what what else is going on, and um, it, because of the tariff tariff spat. Um, no, I think it's huge. Okay. I really do because we're becoming we're trying to shrink globally we're trying to
3: shrink
0: we're trying to you think that that's an intentional thing that's taking place oh yeah, yeah. Well, look
3: yeah. at the energy sector which accounts yeah. for which has accounted in the past for yeah. an enormous amount of our economy yeah. Yeah. it's retrenched horribly and don't forget investment is future prosperity, and the lack of investment is the lack of future.
0: And, you know, as you, as you run up, as Mr. Clemens pointed out, as you run up deficits and as you run up debt, eventually that to the investor says, they're going to raise taxes again because they're going to have to pay for that.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And all Canadians should worry about that because, of course, they're going to have to. Yeah. Who, do they, who do they think is going to pay for the debt? we all
0: are. Uh, let me get to the tariffs issue. Uh, do we have time for that before we take the break? Yeah, I think we do. So the the tariffs fight that's that's ongoing now between Canada and the United States, United States and Canada. Uh, Linda, what's your perspective of this?
2: Well, to me, it is scary. And I alluded to this. I mean, we want to get Ontario back on track, and certainly these tariffs are going to be really. But tough. if you look
0: at it, if you look at it nationally,
2: nationally, um, all over, um, I still think it's terrible uh, for for Canada. Um, as you just said, we are so uncompetitive right now, um, and you know these tariffs are certainly going to hurt. Our, well, aluminum, steel, our auto industry, and on and on, and so. Uh, i just say cooler heads prevail here. We we depend on the United States, as you know, largest trading partner. We've got to get this past us. We've got to fight this. And i got to tell you, I've been invited to the July 4th celebrations by the U.S. ambassador. I'm hearing Canadians are not going to show up because they're so angry That's over right. the tariffs. That's right. They're boycotting it. Yep.
0: Yeah. And, well, what, to, what good does that do? Well, I exactly. don't know.
2: I guess it's trying to send a message, and you know, nah, I believe that's not going to send a message. a message. But quite honestly, I, I I think of the John Candy's movie Canadian Bacon. I never thought we would be treated this way. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I know cooler heads need to prevail. That's all I can say. Stephen Harper is going to Washington on Monday. Please, somebody get this thing resolved.
0: Well, that's not his job, but we'll talk, about, we'll talk about Mr. Harper in a second. Um, Catherine, if, if you were advising the federal government of Canada on how to proceed dealing with Donald Trump and dealing with the federal government of the United States on this issue of tariffs, keeping in mind that uh, the response you would get when you open your mouth for the first time would be, We've promised to make America great again, not Canada. How would you diplomatically make your case as an economist and back them into a corner?
3: Well, first of all, I I think it's foolish to think we can ever back the U.S. into the corner because we don't have the numbers. We just don't, you know, the trade situation. I think there's a handful of U.S. states that have... Um, uh... roughly ten percent of their economy dependent on trade with canada and that doesn't mean you you don't leverage them of course you do you know you should leverage everybody in the u.s. that has a stake in trading with canada but when you have ontario fifty percent of the economy fifty depends on trade with the u.s. quebec twenty-five alberta about a third you know you take every single province in canada a huge chunk of their economy is dependent on the u.s. and the and the reverse is not true but when I, i tell you when i see trudeau Taking personal days and oh basically God, on the yeah. campaign trail right now, you yeah. know, given the elections over just over a year away, I find that appalling. And I sure hope—and it's hard to know this—but there was a lot of talk in the press this week about how senior trade officials from the U.S. said there was no talks going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we case, talked to you about that, that is, about last weekend. Yeah. Now look, and then there's also. Let me take a break, but when we come back, let's talk about the uh, the the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Right, we got four point five billion dollars on the line here now for this pipeline extension. And it was, uh, let's get it done. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And now, ain't nothing going on. What's the story? We'll come back with Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, and Michelle Simpson on Beauties and the Beast.
3: His bark is
1: worse than his bite. This is the Roy Green Show. see 18 billion dollar deficits we see tax hikes that are uh, making it harder to, to do business in, in this country uh, regulatory regimes pushing out foreign investment uh, we believe that that weakens our, our position to fight for jobs and investment here
0: there's Andrew Shearer who was with us uh, at the beginning of today's program the Conservative Party leader of Canada and I appreciated mr. shear coming back on the program I've been a little hard on him fairly recently and uh, he accepted that and He, uh, as I said earlier, never uh, suggested that any of his caucus members shouldn't be speaking with me. And other political party leaders have done that in the past. Mm, um, Michelle Rempel was with us as well. Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale. At uh, Linda Leatherdale, Vice President of Cambria, Canada. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament. Seatmate to the current Prime Minister. What is that squeaking? Somebody kill that mouse. Um... Oh, now I'm going to get a letter from Peter. Stephen Harper visiting the White House on Monday. Um, Miss Simpson.
1: Well, you know, I think it's a good idea. The more hands you have in this thing, and if his intention is to try to, uh, you know, because they've got Rona and. Lines, so I have no objection to Stephen Harper if he has some value added, which I believe he does, going to the states.
0: Catherine, there was the, uh, the one of the one of the subtext headlines, if there is such a thing as a subtext headline, was Stephen Harper stabs Justin Trudeau in the back. I give it a rest, yeah, please. A,
3: well, first of all, i I, I don't think we're hundred percent sure what is on the agenda for Harper in that he is now the chair of something called the International Democratic right. Union. He has a you know yeah. he has a new job, I, I know he does other things as well. So you know, in, in exactly what capacity he's going there, we're not a hundred percent sure. And
0: he's meeting with Bolton, not with Trump.
3: Ex- yes, yeah, no, not speaking with Trump that we know of. Like I say, things may you know change in the interim, but but no, I, uh, and and it may well be. I, I mean, I can't believe trade issues wouldn't come up given his past job and and what's of going on right will. now with the two countries. Yeah. But um, you know, I uh, but frankly. <laughs> You know, other prime ministers have have done things. Krechyan did it with uh, Putin years ago when Harper was prime minister, and nobody—I didn't see any headlines saying Krechyan stabs Harper in the back. So th- this is drama. You know, this is drama by uh, some left-leaning media that that see Trudeau do nothing wrong. Um, and mind you, Harper did make a fairly uh, helpful and responsible statement a couple of weeks ago on the trade issue, where he was actually very much in sync with the Canadian government's position. And 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 you know did send I think some sensible messages to to the U S and he is respected in many quarters so I mean he may well m- make a constructive uh, contribution I don't think I mean I know Stephen Harper reasonably well I, I really can't see him doing anything to spike the country I can't see no, no. a lot more no, of Canada no. in his heart and soul no, than I've seen Trudeau not going to happen have. I think
0: I think it's it's very small to have the view that Stephen Harper would do something specifically at the White House to harm this country. Linda, what do you say? Linda?
2: I I agree, totally. And Catherine's right. I mean, he's head. He's now the chair of the International Democratic Union. That's why he's there. And, yeah, and everybody says, well, Trudeau didn't know he was going. Well, this is on other business. But I agree with Michelle. If there's anything that he can do to help in this, oh, please. And, uh, you know, he's respected. Yeah,
0: that's right. I, I they send Mulrooney along with them they could send Paul Martin along with them you know these are people who have a significant background in in no, business and Mulrooney was a was a highly a respected partisan. labor lawyer at one time this isn't a
1: partisan issue Roy
0: that's right that's right it isn't and it can't afford to it be it
3: shouldn't be anyway yeah, yeah of people be. are trying to make it into one though yeah as usual. <laughs>
0: Ah, it's a slow news day. Mm, You've got exactly. to write, write a headline. Down. Well, Harper,
3: they, they, like they say, Harper Derangement Syndrome is still alive and well, even though he's of not. Cu-
0: oh, I it's should just read pain. you some of my email.
3: <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Well, the left—the left has a very interesting habit of totally vilifying and dishonestly so in most cases. Uh, look at my—look at poor Mike Harris in Ontario. You know, he's still brought up, and that was like yeah. twenty odd years yeah. ago. So, yeah.
0: well, I read something on Twitter the other day, and I, it made sense. I kind of laughed at it. it said if—if if the left loses an election. They want the people on the other side of the house, the people who've won or on the right side of the spectrum, to reach out and 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 put their hand out so they can work together. Yeah. And if the left wins, they just give the backhand to the Kick
3: people. Take them to the curb, exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right. Yeah. So uh, we have about 30 seconds. I want to wish you all a very happy Canada, happy day, Canada day Happy Canada Day. Happy Canada
3: Day. Yes. We're
0: are 151 years young.
3: I know. I feel every minute of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. Have a great, happy, uh, happy Canada Day, and we'll talk to you next Saturday.
3: Okay.
1: okay.
0: Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, on Beauties and the Beast.